right, you can tell me anything. Hey, it's your man Ben's Pharrell with Thinking Out Loud. I hope everybody's doing good. I sincerely mean it. Hey, more 4th of July tobacchery, man. It's Wednesday. I didn't cover every city in America, but I covered quite a few. All right? It's starting to get boring. Starting to be old news, but this is new news. So, NYC, at least 11 shot, two fatally killed citywide since midnight. The Bronx. Excuse me. You know, I got, I be eating junk food and it, mess, it messes up my inside, so excuse me. The Bronx. The NYPD, New York Police Department, said there have been at least 10 shootings since midnight across New York City, with the Bronx seeing at least six of them. Two of the 11 victims have died. One of the shootings happened around 2.20 in the morning at 2256 Morris Avenue in the Fordham Heights section. Police found an 18-year-old boy with a gunshot wound to the leg and a 19-year-old boy with a gunshot wound to the hip. The 18-year-old was transported to the St. Barnabas Hospital where he was pronounced dead. Police said the 19-year-old was listed in stable condition. Late Wednesday night, police announced the arrest of a 19-year-old Ariel Velasquez of the Bronx and 28-year-old Roman Santos of Brooklyn in connection with the shooting. Both suspects are facing several charges, including murder, attempted murder, manslaughter, and criminal weapons charges. Oh, those guys is in a lot of trouble because they put you under the jail when you got a gun in New York City. I promise you, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. Uh, state of New York got very strict gun laws, and they're going to they're going to. They're going to give you some football numbers, like straight up. According to news sources, Robert Moses, the 18-year-old boy, died in virtually the same spot as a 14-year-old boy who was shot and killed at the end of November. Moses said a friend of the 18-year-old told him he was a well-known drill rapper, which is notable considering November's killing was over a drill rap as well. The 14-year-old boy, later identified as Prince Shabazz, was shot and killed back on November 30th while walking down the street with his brother. The shooting happened around 9.15 p.m. in front of the 2249 Morris Avenue. Shabazz's brother, Supreme, was not injured. Wednesday morning, shootings come following a violent July 4th weekend with the Bronx taking the brunt of it. I was talking about that last night, actually. Monday night, a shooting on Walton Avenue outside Joyce Kilmore Park in the concourse section left three people injured. <laughs> like three people. A 24-year-old man was shot in the leg, and a 44-year-old man was shot in the leg, and a, another 44-year-old man was shot in the buttocks and the ass cheeks. All right, so there's even more. Hold on.
a 13-year-old, this the Bronx, a 13-year-old boy was shot Tuesday in Harlem in the latest shooting following a violent weekend across New York City with the Bronx taking the brunt of it so far. The NYPD said this shooting happened just before 1 in the morning at 310 West 143rd Street. According to police, the boy was hit in the ankle. He was taken to the Lincoln Hospital in stable condition. No arrests have been made for that particular situation. And then there was a triple shooting in, on the, in Concourse Monday night. A shooting on Walton Avenue outside Joyce Kilmore Park in the Concourse section left three people injured. Oh, yeah, I already talked about that one. It's like a repeat. And what's this one right here? Oh, shit. This is just went straight up on. Let me see. Let me see. Hold on. According to police, the boy was hitting the ankle, right? Okay, no arrests haven't been made. Triple shooting in the car, because I already talked about that. All were taken to Lincoln Hospital in stable condition. No arrest was made. Five-year-old girl shot in Allenville or Olinville. The NYPD has identified a pair of suspects, one in connection to the June 30th shooting of a five-year-old girl. This happened in June 30th. Uh, Austin Murray Show, a 25-year-old, and Curtis White, a 26-year-old, are both wanted as suspects in the shooting. According to authorities, the two suspects were seen brandishing guns and opening fire near East 213th Street and White Plains Road on the Islandville section. The victims were sitting with her father inside a car in front of a home when she was struck by a bully. <laughs> Police said there was a memorial on the way nearby, reportedly for a young man who was fatally shot last week. Police have, they don't even have that much information. They just got a, a series of events that happened. Arrest made in Riverbank State Park shooting. Police have made an arrest on in the Saturday killing of 15-year-old Wesley Vasquez inside Riverbank State Park in Hamilton Heights. According to the police, Annabelle Cruz, 36-year-old is charged with second-degree murder and criminal possession of a weapon. Damn, there's a whole bunch of them. Police responded to the shooting around 6.40 p.m. and found the teen who'd been shot multiple times on the walkway near the basketball court. I think I did this one already. Life-saving measures were attempted, but the teen was pronounced dead at the hospital. I already did that one. Let me see if I can find some more chibachi for you. I got to go hard in the paint. Okay, Troop County, Georgia. Three people had some explaining to do on the 4th of July when Troop County deputies found their car on the side of the road with a shot man still inside, a man that was inside that was shot. Officials found the Chevrolet Malibu on the northbound side of the Interstate 85 near the 16-mile marker at around 7 p.m. A woman and a man were standing outside the car. A second man was in the backseat suffering from multiple gunshot wounds. Investigate, investigators discovered the woman, 
later identified as Renee Savage of Prattville, Alabama, was driving when her male passenger later identifies as Roderick Hurst of Stockbridge hit her in the head with an unidentified object. Officials said Savage continued driving as she pulled out a handgun and shot Mr. Hurst several times. At some point after shooting him, she pulled over and rendered aid until the authorities arrived. Investigators said that the backseat male passenger was just a bystander. They did not release any identifying information on him. Hurst was taken to the hospital in Columbus where he was treated for his non-life-threatening injuries. Police said this is an active investigation. Charges have not yet been determined. Gun-toting America. Shoot first, ask questions later. Mm-hmm. That's how they rock around here. That's how they, if you're going to cross the border, make sure you first thing you do is go get yourself a gun. Wait, what else you want me to say? What else you want me to say? I can't say nothing else because everybody getting shot out here. All right, deputies ends hour-long standoff with wanted man barricading it. Barrow County. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Let me see. This is Georgia right here. Let me see. What Trump talking about? Let me see what Trump talking about over here. Trump posted what he said was Obama's address. Prosecutors say an armed man was soon arrested there. Washington. Former President Donald Trump posted on his social media platform what he claimed was the home address of former President Barack Obama on the same day that a man with guns in his van was arrested near the property. Federal prosecutors said Wednesday in revealing new details about the case. Taylor Toronto, 37 years old, was prosecutors who prosecutors say participated on the January 6, 2021 riot at the U.S. Capitol. Kept two firearms and hundreds of rounds of ammunition inside a van he had driven cross-country and had been living in, according to a Justice Department motion that seeks to keep him behind Barnes. On the day of his June 29 arrest, prosecutors said Mr. Toronto reposted a true social post from Trump containing what Trump claimed was Obama's home address. In a post on Telegram, Toronto wrote, We got these losers surrounded. See you in hell. Podesta's and Obama's, that's a reference to John Podesta the former chair of Hillary Clinton 2016 Democratic presidential campaign. Mr. Toronto also told followers on his YouTube live stream that he was looking to get a good angle on a shot, prosecutors said. A federal defender representing Toronto did not immediately return a phone message seeking comment, but in a motion seeking to have him released pending trial. 
the lawyer wrote that Toronto was not a flight risk, had a family in Washington State, and had served in Iraq before being honorably discharged from the U.S. Navy. Mr. Toronto has been available and in plain sight for the last two and a half years, wrote the lawyer Catherine Damamo, Damamo, Goreva, Goreva, Goreva. That's how Catherine. The I'm not even trying to, but Catherine Goreva. According to the Justice Department's detention memo. Mr. Toronto's wife told investigators that he had come to Washington this time because of House Speaker Kevin McCarthy's offer earlier this year to produce unseen video of the January 6th attack. Toronto already faces four misdemeanor counts related to the Capitol assault. When prosecutors say he joined the crush of rioters who broke into the building and made his way to the entrance of the speaker's lobby outside of the house chamber. Uh-huh. Since then, prosecutors said Toronto has been active online, posting a Facebook video of himself in the Capitol that day and endorsing a conspiracy theory that the death of Ashley Babbitt, who was fatally shot by a Capitol police officer as she began to climb through the broken part of a door, leading into the speaker's lobby was a hoax. Uh, The FBI had been monitoring Toronto's online activities because of his involvement in the riot and began searching for him last Wednesday after he arrested, after he asserted, I'm sorry, after he asserted on his YouTube live stream that he was in, Gaithersburg, Maryland, on a one-way mission and attended to blow up the National Institute of Standards and Technology. The following day, he continued his live stream from the Washington neighborhood where Obama lives, an area heavily monitored by the U.S. Secret Service, and said that he was looking for entrance points. Entrance points and wanted to get a good angle on a shot, according to the detention memo. Officials said he was spotted by law enforcement a few blocks from the former president's home and fled, though he was chased by Secret Service officers. Wow, that's crazy. I don't know. This whole um, thing probably a hoax. It's probably political gain from Trump's or somebody's trying to blame Trump for it and stuff. That's why I don't do politics like that. I just report the news that's like actually happened and that's affecting communities. But as far as like allegations from other politicians or bureaucrats, I don't really like talking about it because it's he say, she say type propaganda and stuff and it will mess with your head. So I just, I like to report the facts and then I leave the politics out of it. You see what I'm saying? Because the politics is just, they scrutinize stories because a politician is going to use like a situation that happened a week ago and then they're going to take that situation and put it in that conversation to, to, to like, so you could like see their point of view or so you could like, so they could 
persuade you to be on their side. You get what I'm saying? Like, if a, if a horrible incident happens, like, which somebody came to the former President Obama premises and stuff. So I think one of the bureaucrats was trying to use that so you could see their point of view or whatever like that. So you could be like against Trump or something like that. But the hell with them all. I'm only for the people that's like, I'm really like, as far as the Republicans and the Democrats, I'm looking at the independent people that are running for presidency. That like the the Republicans make me sick and the Democrats make me sick at this point because they both are full of shit. You feel what I'm saying? But I'm going to vote this time. I'm just going to have to make a very hard decision in who I'm going to vote for. I don't know who I'm going to vote for. You see what I'm saying? At first, I was kind of looking at Trump. But right now, I'm like, you know, flustered. I don't know who to vote for. I'm just going to have to, like, do my due diligence on who I'm going to think about voting for. But I will vote. I already registered to vote, and I'm ready. Ain't nobody going to stop me from casting my vote, all right? This is your man, Ben Spirell, with Thinking Out Loud. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, Box Benji. That's B-O-X-B-E-N-J-I. Box Benji. Follow me on Instagram, Box Benji for Rumble, Box Benji for Twitch, underscore Murder Envy for TikTok. That's, M that's underscore M U R. D-E-R-E-N-V as in Victor, I-I. Do you get that? Do you understand me? I hope you do. I'm going to holler at you at the next segment. I've been working very hard today because I got to keep up with these segments and I'm going to have to keep up with the news so you know what's going on while you working that 9 to 5 job that you work at. Holler at you later. Want to make a podcast? Spotify got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can get started today. Then you can get it distributed, your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take a conversation with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for podcasters, 
it took my talent to a whole nother level. And I'm happy about that. I feel like I have options like video podcasts and Q&A polls that lets me be creative on another level. I highly recommend it. You give it a try. Download Spotify for podcasters on your app store or go to the www.spotify.com podcasters to get started.